Now, boys and girls, to come to church, it sometimes is quite a distance, isn't it? We travel sometimes a distance. I thought I was coming far this morning, but I know there's people in the meeting, and I met them a wee while ago, and they have come a long, long way to be in church this morning. They have come away from Kenya. Now, we're not going to embarrass them by saying their name or anything, but it's lovely to have Mr. and Mrs. Patterson here with us this morning, and we thank them for coming. And we've come a long way, but it tells us in the Bible that we should come and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And it tells us about people in the Bible who traveled a long way to meet the Lord Jesus. They traveled, I'm not sure, the distance that they came. Someone said a thousand miles, but I don't know. They came away from the east. Now, if you had a map up here and the wall and you had Israel and the east would be away over there somewhere if you look it up sometime, it's maybe Iran or Iraq or away over in those countries. But you see, they had been studying the stars. Now, there's two types of study in the stars. There's astronomy and there's astrology. Now, astrology is the one where you look up the newspaper and you say, what's my stars going to be today? That's not good. Astronomy is this study of the stars. And we look up at the stars at night and we see the beautiful stars and the moon and all. And we say, oh, God created all that. Isn't it beautiful? And God created you and me and he created all that we have. And these men had studied the stars away over in the east. Now, let me tell you, if you were in the east and you studied stars, they're a different pattern from what we have here. If Mr. and Mrs. Patterson studies the stars in Kenya, you'll find a different pattern there than we have here in Coleraine. And so they studied the stars, and they came across a very special star. Now people say, oh no, it's nothing special. It was special. I believe without a doubt that God put that star there, especially for the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Special star created, put there for the birth of the Savior. And as they studied the stars, they said, hey, we'll go to Jerusalem, Israel, and we will worship the baby Jesus. Now, how they understood all that, I don't know. But they did. And they began to travel. They would get their food organized, and they'd get some water organized, and they'd get the camels. And I believe there'd be maybe more than three wise men. I think there's more than three wise men in Korean, isn't there? Well, maybe a bit doubtful about that one, isn't it? But, you know, three wise men. Well, I believe there was more than three because there would be the wise men, the rulers. Now, there were wealthy people. We know that in a wee minute. You'll see they're wealthy. And not only that, they would have servants. They'd have somebody to look after the camels. And they probably would have had soldiers to protect them because these were special rulers from this far country. And they traveled on day by day. Well, actually, in the desert area, you mostly traveled by nighttime because it's too hot during the day. Oh, the heat out there would be tremendous. So they would travel at nighttime and they would move along, heading for the land of Israel, heading over to Jerusalem to see the Lord Jesus Christ over there. Now, how they managed their journey, we don't know. 
How long it took them, we don't know. But it took them quite a while. It's amazing what they did. It's amazing the expense they would go to, buying camels, paying soldiers, servants, and all that goes with it. There they were to come along to the land of Israel. Now, it must have been something special. And they arrive in Jerusalem, the capital. Now, if you and I were in Jerusalem and I said to you, we want to see King Jesus, we want to see the king, we would automatically go to the palace, wouldn't we? <laughs> you wouldn't go to our house. <laughs> I mightn't go to your house either, but you wouldn't find the king there. You'd go to a palace, wealthy, luxury. And so they talked to each other and they said, yeah, we'll go to the palace and we'll see Who's the, what's it, Herod, King Herod. All right, right, right. So, excuse me, do you know anybody know where Jesus is born, the baby? No, we don't know. You may go and ask Herod, he would know. But you see, boys and girls, Herod had already spies out. Herod was an evil, wicked man. Oh, terrible. Herod wasn't very wise, because I was reading the other day, it said he had nine wives. So he wasn't very wise, sure he wasn't. I think one wife's enough for most people. But there he was with nine. And he was cruel. And, well, they said, Herod is a spice. He hears that the men are in Israel. He hears they're in Jerusalem. So he sends for them. Come to the palace. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. They would come to Herod's palace. And Herod the king was there. And all his gold and silver... And his soldiers would be there as well to look after him and to protect him. And I don't think all of the wise men would be in to see him. I don't think they would let the camels in or the servants in. They'd just be what we call a delegation would go in and see Herod. And they'd say, King Herod, we're looking for the baby Jesus who's going to be the king of the Jews. Oh, he says, I don't know. I don't know. I'll find out. And so he goes away and he gets all the priests and all the scripture readers and the Sadducees and all the lawyers and he brings them into a wee quiet place. He doesn't want everybody to know what's happening. And he says to them, where's Jesus, the baby Jesus, king of Jews, going to be born? And inside he was raging. Inside he was angry because... He was king, and he had even put some of his own children to death because they thought they one day would be king. He was a cruel man. You see, boys and girls, you need to watch your company. You need to watch your company. See, at school and all, be careful with your company. Be careful who you go and talk with and make friends with. Mums and dads, you be careful who you invite into the house because it can really affect the children in your home. Now, it's nice to have visitors, especially if they bring presents at Christmas, isn't it? It's nice to have some big bar of chocolate or something nice like that, isn't it? But we need to be careful who we invite and who we introduce our children to. That's why the children come to Sunday school. That's why our young people go to the youth fellowship, that they might meet other good friends. And here's these men, and they're in with Herod, and he's a bad man. Today, there's bad people about as well. And they say, excuse me, Herod, where is Jesus? 
Herodos the priest, and they said, we've looked it up in Scripture. It tells us in the Old Testament that it was prophesied 800 years ago that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, Judea. Where was that? That was just down the road six or seven miles away. Isn't that amazing? Isn't God so big and so strong and powerful? He created all things. He put the star in the sky. He gives us health and strength and food and clothes. And God creates all things, created you and I. And down the road, six or seven miles, there's a little baby. His name is Jesus. And he's not only going to be king of the Jews, but he's going to be king of kings. King of all the world one day. Wow. And there he was. And Herod says, I'll tell you, Bethlehem. If you're going down to Bethlehem now, man, find out where Jesus is and come back and tell me <laughs> that I might worship him. Oh, do you think Herod wanted to worship Jesus? No. Do you think Herod wanted to see a baby grow up into a big boy and a man who's going to be king of the Jews and take his job? No. He's angry. And he has other thoughts in his head. He has. And so the wise men, they say, thank you very much, lovely, wonderful. Now, it's interesting that the wise men came to Herod. They didn't come for a political reason. They didn't come for money or for some economic reason that their country might be blessed by working. Oh, no. They came to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something, boys and girls. The most important thing in life is to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's the most important thing. Now, I know some people, <laughs> I think some people down our way, the most important thing they think is to milk cows. <laughs> Another man, he says the most important thing in life is to grow spuds or potatoes, should I say. But the most important thing in life is to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And then when you know the Lord Jesus Christ, because God is so big, he's so powerful, he's so mighty, he can take a wee boy or girl and he can lead you and guide you through this old, dirty, dangerous world. And he can guide you right through this world. And then in the end of the journey, he takes you home to heaven. Oh, I know some people laugh about heaven. Some people make a mockery of heaven. Some people laugh about God too. But let me tell you, I have sat with people and I sat with a lady one day when she was in hospital dying and you know, she closed her eyes just as if she was sleeping. And you know, she went to heaven. The body was left there, but she was in heaven and I was left behind. To know the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour to walk with the Lord, to worship the Lord. It's just the most important thing ever in life. And here's these wise men. They leave the king, they leave the palace, and they head off to Bethlehem. They head away off to see where the baby Jesus would be born. They come out of the palace and can anyone tell me what they saw outside the palace? 
The wee boy there. Star. You're right, the star. They saw the star. But I can't see the star. <laughs> the star has disappeared, boys and girls. But we'll bring it back another day. They saw the star. And they followed the star to Bethlehem. Now, it's possible that over in the land in the east, they saw the star, and then the star disappeared because they knew where they were going. They were going to Israel. And now the star has reappeared, and they make their way to Bethlehem. And this time they come to a house. Look what I found. <laughs> the star. They make their way to Bethlehem, and they come this time to a house. You see, the baby Jesus has got a wee bit older. They've moved out of the stable, out of the manger, and the Bible tells us that they had moved into a house there in Bethlehem. They come to the house, and in the house we have Mary, we have the baby, and Joseph would have to be there as well. And they're so happy. They found the house and they move in to where the Lord Jesus Christ is there. Them and some of their servants would be there as well. They're so happy. They've come to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. What does worship really mean? It means to turn from your sin, it means to turn to the Savior. Faith, that word faith. Now, we've all got faith, haven't we? You come in and you sit down in the seat and they say you have faith that the seat will hold you. And some people need more faith than others <laughs> when they sit down in the seat, isn't that right? We have faith. We have faith to go out and get into a car and drive home. We have faith to believe that the cooker will work when we switch it on to make the dinner. But it's what we put our faith in. I remember one time talking to a man, he said, I have faith in the big red bus in Belfast. He's got a problem because if they change the color of the bus, he's in trouble, isn't he? But we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. And that's only the beginning of a new life. And here they come, and they bow down before Mary. Oh, wait a minute, they bow down before Jesus. They didn't worship Mary. They bowed down before the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though he's only a baby, he would grow into a boy, into a man. And the Lord Jesus Christ would be taken and he would die to be our Savior. And he would rise again and ascend into heaven. Why did he ascend into heaven? Because he's waiting for the right time to come again. When Christ was born, it was the right time. Everything was right. God put all the pieces together for his first birth. And for the second coming, God will put all the pieces together for the second coming. And here they bow down before the Lord Jesus and they have brought presents. Isn't that lovely? That's where we get presents at Christmas time from. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now we know what gold is. I have a wee bit in my finger here and I know it's very expensive. And gold speaks of being a king. 
a king. And so they bring gold to recognize that the Lord Jesus Christ, the baby, is going to be a king, king of kings. They brought frankincense. Frankincense is a lovely perfume. That's what your daddy buys mommy. <laughs> Not really. Frankincense, I think, would be out of the bang of mommy and daddy's purse in this town here anyway. They brought frankincense, extremely precious perfume. And frankincense speaks of our prayers, incense, perfume, rising. The Lord Jesus Christ who prays for us. He's not only king, he's our mediator. He's our mediator. God is holy and wonderful and powerful, created all things. But you and I are sinners, and we need someone to bring us to God. Someone to take us by the hand and take God by the hand and bring us together. And that's a mediator. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And then they had myrrh. Myrrh is another type of like herbal perfume. It's very expensive. And we read that Nicodemus brought myrrh and aloes mixed to put on the body of Jesus after he died. And so it speaks of his death, Savior. And so here they are, the wise men, and they have gold, frankincense, myrrh. They have gold for the king. They have frankincense as mediator, and they have the myrrh as savior, that he would grow up to die and be our savior. What a wonderful day it was. What a wonderful experience. Yes, Mary had visitors before, hadn't she? The shepherds, and then they'd gone to Jerusalem, and they'd visited there. She met Simeon and Anna, and now these wise men came. And after a little time, they had to pack up and go home. But they would be so happy. You see, boys and girls, coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's not a miserable experience. It's a happy experience. You can try the world. Mums and dads have tried the world. You can try dancing pictures. You can do all those things. But there's no real lasting happiness. You can go out and try and enjoy yourself over Christmas. But it comes to an end. And you're empty. But when you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior, it brings a joy, it brings a happiness, it brings a peace, it brings a contentment. It brings a peace in your life that the world cannot give. The wise men come out and they have a wee chat with each other and they say, hey, do you think should we go back and see Herod? No. Don't think we will. Herod's an evil man, we hear. Herod would kill you. And if Herod found where baby Jesus is, he'll kill the baby. And if we go back to see him, he'll maybe kill us too because we're the witnesses to the baby. So we'll not go back. One of them says, God has warned me in a dream, don't go back. And so they didn't go back. They went a different way home to the land that they came from. What a God we have. They went home happy. They went home rejoicing. Why? Because they had met the Savior. Boys and girls and mums and dads, you and I can go home happy, rejoicing, if we have met the Savior. Amen and amen.